Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello everybody, I'm Patrick Ortelling. Uh, Teresa and I, my wife Teresa, whom you know on, uh, on Tuesday nights, and uh, Teresa and I remind ourselves all the time that it's, it's just amazing that, you know, all of us, including you, we get to preach the Word of God. Everybody, including you, has been given a ministry of reconciliation. And, and God has give, given us gifts for our callings, all right? He's, he's enabled us. And so we get to preach the Word of God. We get to teach the Word of God. And anybody can do this. You know, and so it's just, it's amazing to do that. And it's just good to, just good to talk. It's good to talk about our Father and how incredible He is for us. So, last, last time in the first, first lesson, I talked about my testimony. And let me do a, a recap on that. And I won't go through the whole thing because it it's quite extensive. But how God delivered me, or God delivered me from 26 years of an addiction to pornography and sexual immorality. And 26 years of just a, a slow descent into hell. Uh, the Bible talks about in Proverbs that um, it's talking about sexual immorality, and it was talking about uh, actually in Proverbs, it's talking about a, that path, it, it leads down to hell. And that the, the path of the wise, the path of the wise winds upward, but the path, uh, if you're on the path of sexual immorality, it's going to lead a steadily descent down into hell. And we talked about. Or I told you about how when I started at a young age that things just built upon other things and it did one thing didn't replace another it just all all the the mess and the, the filth of sexual immorality and the addiction to pornography just kept piling on and, and worse and worse worse things kept going on and I also told you and mentioned that how at age uh, I think it was age 18 or age 17 or 18 when I was working at an auto parts store in South Georgia that I was saved well, all along this time that I was doing these wrong things, um, there was also a parallel. I was I was leading two parallel lives. In other words, one life was steeped in pornography and sexual immorality and in filth, and it was it was descending hell. But at the same time, I was saved. I was a born again, spirit filled believer at this time, and because I was doing all these things, I knew what I was doing was wrong, and there was this 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 fight that you know. Bible says the spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit and they 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 don't like each other they're constantly warring against each other they you know because so all the time I was doing these wrong things I was saved inside and so I knew what I was doing was wrong and so then here comes the guilt and the shame and the condemnation which it says in Romans 8 1 that Romans Romans 8 1 that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ so all this guilt and shame and condemnation I was heaping upon myself, right? So I, 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 I told you about my, my past and what was going on. So for 26 years I did this, and it ended up with um, suicide attempts with, uh, with a pistol to my head. It ended up in me in mental health uh, hospitals and institutions. And it, it ended up with me in these places, right, because all of because my addiction to pornography. That's what caused these. And we also talked about the cancer that this is in the church. And the reason why God gave me this, this message, 
So I can tell you, so I want you to learn from me, again, I'm, I'm repeating some of the things I said in the first thing, just recapping this, that um, I want you to learn from me. I want you to hear, hear my mistakes and learn so you don't come, as it says in the story of the loving father, or some people call it the prodigal son, uh, that you don't come to the end of yourself, you don't come to the end of yourself and, and find yourself in a pit so far deep that there is no other way out. Uh, I want you to learn before you come to the end of yourself that, hey, what I'm doing is not right, it's wrong, so I need to repent, which means to change my mind, to turn my ways. It means if I'm going this way, repent means to turn around and go the other way. It means to uh, change my mind and go back the other way and not do the things I was doing. Not because that we're in a, a works-based society, we, we don't uh, get our righteousness by works. Our righteousness is by faith in Jesus Christ alone. By faith alone, that's it. Not because of anything we do or anything we could possibly do to earn his love or, or our righteousness to be in right standing with him. But when you do a piece of stupid, as Pastor Dwayne says, Pastor Dwayne, um, Dwayne Sheriff, when you do a piece of stupid, that when you sow to the flesh, you'll of the flesh reap corruption. God will still love you, but you're going to open a door and you're going to submit yourself to sin. You're going to submit yourself to the devil, Romans 6, 16, that you're going to submit yourself to them. And then you become a slave of that one whom you submit yourself to. And that's that starts your path into, into hell, basically, and, and your life is just, it can lead to death, destruction, and everything else, because I've been there. All right, so I want you to learn from me, and I told you I would be transparent. So we left off last lesson with that in December 2006 or January 2007. I was in Iraq, Baghdad in Iraq, and I decided to make a change. I decided to make a difference. I decided to seek the Lord with all my heart. I just started doing this. I started getting back into the Word again. I started reading the Word. I started praying. I started spending time with them. There was an amazing, uh, a, uh, uh, what am I going to say, a charismatic or a spirit-filled worship service that was held, like a, a church service that was held over at the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad. So I would start going on Sundays. And I loved it. And so I started spending time with them, hanging out with the Lord, fellowshipping with them, praying, and started turning my focus back. I started keeping my mind, as the Bible says, setting my mind on things above and not on things of the earth, okay? There's a way of doing things, all right? It says in, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I think. Let's go to first. you can tell there's a question in my voice because it kind of rises in pitch. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, so... Yes, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul is speaking, obviously, because he wrote it. Verse 9, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, it says, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. Okay, and I'm talking about a way of doing things right here. And this is the way, this is the way I got out of pornography. There's a way of doing things. Right? You are God's building, so we are building, being built. All right. But we first have, to, uh, let, me, let me finish reading this. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise and master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. So be very careful how you build on your foundation. So what is our foundation that we're building on? Uh, for 
Verse 11 says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 12, Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, or precious stones, God's way, all right, building on a rock, Jesus says he who builds on a rock will have a good foundation. God's way is building with gold, silver, and precious stones. Um, or you can do it man's way. I know it doesn't say this specifically right here, but this is what I'm teaching you, or this is what I'm taking from this. Uh, or if you can do God's way, which is gold, silver, or precious stones, or man's way, which is wood, hay, and straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will be will declare it, because it will will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. So, uh, Jesus says back in another parable, he said he likens it uh, to if you do it God's way, if you do whatever you do in God's way and not the world's way, not man's way, he'll liken that man to a man who built his house on a rock. He dug deep and built his house on a rock, and it, the foundation was strong, and when the storms came, when the rains come, and they will come, there will be trials, tribulations, and afflictions, and persecutions, not saying that God, God doesn't put sickness on us, all right, but there will be troubles in this life. So when those storms come, that our foundation is built on a rock, and that house will stand. Well, if you do it man's way, which is wood, hay, and straw, using building with wood, hay, and straw, then he said he likens it to a man who built his, his house on the sand. He put the foundation on the sand, and then when storms come, then the, the, the storms wash the sand away, and that house falls. And, about, and Jesus said, great will be its fall. So there's a way of doing things, right? And first of all, our foundation has to be Jesus Christ, period. You can't even start building a house. You can't start your foundation unless you're, you have faith and belief in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that he died for you on the cross. He paid for your sins. His blood was a penalty for your sins. Right, that you were reconciled, you were redeemed, right, and that he rose again, and that he, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, gave you new life, that you are risen with Christ and you have new life. There's a new creature inside of you. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. So you're not simply an old rotten core wrapped up in a cloak of righteousness. No, you are a brand new creature never before existed. When you put your faith in, in Christ, that old man was slain, right? He died with Christ, and then you were raised a new creature, a new spirit inside you. Your spirit is perfect, holy, and without blame before God. So let's go back, let's get back on track here. So there's two ways of doing way, doing things, and I escaped from pornography. I was delivered from pornography because of doing it God's way. So January 2007, I decided to make a turn back toward the Lord. And this is what I told you we'd pick up on. So about six months later, I noticed something. After doing this for about six months, I noticed something. It's like, you know what? I just kind of looked around one day and I said, I didn't have a desire or I didn't, I didn't look at pornography in a long, long time, nor did I have a desire to look at it anymore or to do the same things I did. It's like, look how, what changed? Then I started to realize what happened. And it wasn't because of confidence in the flesh, which I'm going to mention real quickly, but it was because I was being transformed, as Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, uh, I presented myself a living sacrifice. I presented myself to God as a living sacrifice, although my mind wasn't really on that first. I'll be honest with you, my mind wasn't on that verse 1 first, but verse 2 was happening 
and I didn't even know it was happening. Verse 2, it says, I was being transformed by the renewing of my mind. I was being changed. I was changed by the renewing of my mind. And I was starting to prove what is that good, acceptable, and, and perfect will of God. So I was doing Romans 12, 2 without even knowing about it. Because my focus and my, my, my shift, I was setting my mind on things above and not on things of the earth. I was setting my mind on, on God's way. I was doing things God's way when I didn't even know I was doing it. And the change came around effortlessly. Okay, the change just started to come around. It's like, wow, I just didn't even, didn't even realize it. So I was being changed. So that change started to come around effortlessly. And uh, so let me talk a little bit about what I wasn't doing. I wasn't doing confidence in the flesh. So in, in other words, that I wasn't trying to do it under my own power. Paul talks about in, was it Philippians chapter 3? I think it's Philippians chapter 3. Yes, Philippians chapter 3, uh, verse 3, it says, For we are the circumcision who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. If anybody could have confidence in the flesh, it would have been Paul, because he was trained under the best teachers, he studied, he was discipled in the way of the law, he was a Pharisee, he was perfect concerning the law, or he persecuted he persecuted church, he was zealous for the law, everything else. So if anybody could have earned righteousness by the flesh, it could have been Paul. So what does confidence in the flesh mean for us? And let me just mention this real quickly, because, you know, I thought about going in, in, in deeper extent with this, but I'm not, because I don't want, I want you to focus on the gospel is the power of God that brings us to salvation. The gospel is the power which changes us in focusing on the gospel, not on something else. You know, it's kind of like saying that if you have a church and you're a pastor of a church and you, you preach to a church, don't commit adultery, don't commit adultery, don't commit sexual immorality, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Well, don't you know what? The strength of the law the strength of sin is the law. When I tell somebody, when I teach you or preach, don't do this, that's the very thing that gets put in your mind. That's the very thing you want to do. So let's focus on the truth because knowing the truth, John chapter 8, knowing the truth, have intimate knowledge, experience with the truth, that's what sets you free. And if you're not being set free, you probably it's probably not truth what you're studying. Okay, are you, are you tracking with me? So... Confidence in the flesh. Confidence in the flesh would have been in January 2007 if I said I would, this is how I got rid of pornography. I'm going to make a plan. I'm not going to look at pornography. I'm not, every time I think about it, I'm not going to look at it and everything else. I'm going to set all these rules and boundaries for me. Now, don't get me wrong because you're going to hear me time, and, uh, time after time through these teachings give you practical tips because we are supposed to flee from, or flee yeah, flee from persecution, um, Matthew 10, I think. Uh, but we are supposed to flee fornication, 1 Corinthians 6.18. Flee fornication, that if we find ourselves in a position we're not supposed to be in, we literally, the Bible says, to run, to get out of there. Leave that situation. We're supposed to flee fornication. So that, or flee sexual immorality, or flee pornography, it's all the same word. It's a Greek word, pornea. All right? So we're supposed to flee. So that is a practical step that we can do. But 
All right, I want you to focus. I want you to focus on that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is the power of God. It is the dunamis power. It is the power that sets us free is focusing on the gospel. And we're going to talk about that. So again, what would confidence in the flesh for me would have been setting all these rules and boundaries saying, don't do this, don't do this. And the harder I tried not to do it, the more I wanted to do it. All right, so I didn't do that. I wasn't I didn't get free by doing that, okay? So, I didn't get free by doing that. How did I get free? That it was my focus, it was I was being transformed, I told you that, by the renewing of my mind. I kept my word in the mind. It was through my relationship. Everything is from relationship with the Lord. Everything flows out of relationship with the Lord. It was by focusing on Him. It was by praying, uh, praying. It was by spending time worshiping Him. It was through all this that my mind left the, 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 the filth and the mess that it was normally focused on, and I started focusing on God, and pretty soon after a while, it just disappeared. It went away, okay? So that would have been confidence in the flesh. So let's move on from there. So let's talk a little bit about Romans 1, chapter 1, verse 16. And let me tell you how this worked, okay? Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, Paul is speaking to uh, uh, the church, and he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Let me just read it. So It's always good just to go to the Word and read. Uh, Romans 1, 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. Wow, praise God. In the gospel, in the good news of Jesus, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So the gospel, the good news of Jesus, the completed work of Jesus on a cross, that he fulfilled the work of the law, that he redeemed us, he, he restored us to right relationship with him. He restored us and he... Re, um, that we are in right standing because of the completed work of Jesus at the cross. All right, we are in right standing with, with the Lord as far as our relationship. That's the gospel, the good news that this did this. All right, this is the power, and that word power is dunamis. It's like dynamite. That is the ability, that is the power that leads us to salvation. And that Greek word is soteria. And that word is, it's comprised of everything. That, that is our, our deliverance, our prosperity, our joy, our peace, our, our just everything that's contained in the Word of God, the, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, long-suffering. Everything that's contained in our salvation is in that word soteria. The gospel, the good news of Jesus, is the power of God, is, is what brings us to soteria, to salvation. Okay, So that's what did it. All right, so let's move on now. So that is what did it. So how did, let me give you a more detailed example of how focusing on that accomplished that. Go to Romans 8, verse 13. Romans 8, 13. Romans chapter 8, 13. Let me start at, at verse 12. And I'll read through verse 15, Romans 8, 12 through 15. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. We don't owe the flesh anything, all right? 
For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. That's what I want you to focus on, right? this verse right here. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Hang on, water time. I'm very thankful because, thankful to the Lord because we live in South Florida, but not for very much longer. Um, that we're in South Florida and usually the temperature is like 106 heat index out and it's humid, but the sun's, it's overcast today, so I'm very thankful for this. So, back to the word, back to the word. For if you live, verse 13, Romans 8, 13, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, this is also echoed in Galatians 5, 16. Let's go to Galatians real quick. 5, 16. Galatians 5, 16. Pretty much says the same thing. Galatians 5, 16. I say then, Paul says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, in trying to be delivered from something, and it doesn't matter what you're trying to be delivered from. Most people put the cart before the horse. They try to, instead of, the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. They try, well, I'm not gonna fulfill the lust of the flesh and then I'll walk in the spirit. That's not the order it goes in, okay? That's not the way God says it here. Paul says it says, walk in the spirit first and then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do it God's way build with gold, silver, and precious stones, focus on him first, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth, do it God's way, and then you're not gonna fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's the same thing it says in Galatians. I'm sorry, in, in Romans 8.13. It says that if you walk according to the flesh, you will die. But if you walk according to the spirit, you will put to death the deeds of the body. Okay, so we're to do this, were to not fulfill the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, or we're not to do all these things by walking in the spirit. That's the key right there, is walking in the spirit. And that, that's, the, um, that's the key to everything, is, is, is spending time in our relationship, abiding, abiding in God, walking in the spirit. So what does walking in the spirit look like? Well, it, it's walking in the spirit is just that, it's relationship with the Lord. It's, it's setting your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. It's spending time in his word. And you know what? In the beginning, if you have to be purposeful in, in scheduled time, if you have to carve out a block of time to pray, to read the word, to worship, put on some worship music and pray, then do it. You know what I mean? Because pretty much soon afterwards that you're going to establish a habit in the beginning, it, it may be rote. You, you may be learning things by rote memorization. You may be repeating things over and over again just to learn them. And it may not mean much. But pretty soon, you start speaking God's word, and you, you gets into your mind, and it gets into your heart. And then when you get squeezed, when pressure gets on, when you're faced with a situation that you shouldn't be in, when you need to flee or something else, or not necessarily even uh, uh, pornography faced, faced with that situation, 
When you're put under pressure and you're faced with a situation, when you're squeezed, what's inside of you will come out. All right, so if you got that word in you, if you got all that time and you're abiding in the vine, if you got that word in you, then what's going to happen is that when you get it put under pressure, that's going to come out. Okay, so again, that's what walking in the spirit is it's, it's relationship, it's de developing relationship with God. And you know what? I, I know this series, I know I'm teaching you about how I was delivered from pornography. Well, what you're going to hear is that this is going to turn actually turn out more to be a, a teaching series on relationship with God because that's how I was delivered. That's how focusing on my relationship with Him and establishing my relationship with Him, that's where things flow out of. That's where that's where everything flows out of. That's where Matthew 6.33, Jesus says in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things shall be added unto you. Okay? So seek the king and the kingdom first, then, then everything else is going to be taken care of. All right? So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up with that today. So let me recap what I just talked about. We talked about that. We talked about confidence in the flesh. Let me back it up real quick because this thought just came to mind. All right, in speaking, what is confidence in the flesh? Why not confidence in the flesh, especially with pornography is concerned? All right, I, I know in in the ministry, do I minister to a lot of men that have trouble in dealing with pornography, addiction, and, and things like that? Well, uh, we could get very technical with it and say, okay, why doesn't confidence in the flesh work? Because com what confidence in the flesh is, is that a lot of men I minister to with problems, they say, they tell me, they said, and I used to do the same thing, so I know exactly what they're talking about. They'll take it up to a certain point. In other words, they'll see a woman who's flirting with them, all right? And they'll take it up to a certain point and say, okay, I'm just going to flirt with them. And let's speak, let's just say, for instance, uh, I told you about that I was married and I, or I caused affairs and I had affairs before in, in my first marriage. And I caused these problems. And what would happen is I would, the, the person will start flirting with, with a woman or a man, if you're a woman and you're having a problem with this. Right? And they say, I'm just going to take it up to a certain point. Or if it's pornography, I'm just only going to watch to a certain point and I'm not going to continue on. So what happens is that physiologically, when you take it to a certain point, you say, I'm going to stop at this line. But when you get to that point, it starts to be like a, a boulder rolling downhill. It just picks up speed, okay? It's like a if you grew up in the north and you used to roll, make a little snowball, and you start rolling it, and if you roll it downhill, and it's that tight, wet, packed snow that packs really well, that large snowball will turn into a great big snowball as it rolls downhill. It picks up momentum and force. And that's what confidence in the flesh does, because we should have no confidence in the flesh because you get to a certain point in your brain I'm not a scientist guys I can't tell you technical terms but your brain physiologically literally stops thinking all right it stops operating and you lose sense of un, um, you lose sense of uh, all sense of understanding you're not in your right mind you just continue on and then you're just moving forward and just it's a crash and you're, you're moving downhill not not uphill but downhill to the path toward hell so that's how confidence in flesh works that we say we're just going to take it to a certain point well that never works all right confidence in the flesh will not work in anything 
whether you're preaching the word of God, whether you say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to listen to what the Holy Spirit tells me to preach on. I'm going to preach this, this, and this. And how many of you know that that really doesn't work? It just, the message goes nowhere. It's not anointed. It doesn't do anything. Well, confidence in the flesh never works, guys. So don't put confidence in your flesh because you will fail time and time again. So, but conf put, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. Put confidence in God's word and his way of doing things. And so we'll, we'll, I'll leave that with you about that. And so it recovered how I did it. I did it God's way. I, I built on my foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones. I did it God's way, which God's way is, is being transformed. You're changed by the renewing of your mind. And what are you renewing your mind on? It's the gospel, the good news that is the power that will cause you to change, okay? So that's all I got for today, guys. Uh, I love you very much. Meditate on these things. Think about these things. And I look forward to speaking to you, to you again on next lesson on Healing Journeys today. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.